Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 45 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. You make this ministry possible, and I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about surviving the storms of life. Now, I'm not talking about severe weather like thunder, lightning, wind, or rain. I'm referring to the trials and the hardships that disrupt our normal lives. It seems like everywhere you turn and everyone you talk to, they're going through difficult situations. Now, I walked into the bank just a few days ago getting ready to transfer funds to the mission field, and I overheard the agent at the bank speaking to a customer in Tagalog from the Philippines, and the customer was very emotional. Then I overheard the remittance agent say, missionary in English, and she began to direct the other lady to me. She was hurting because her 56-year-old brother was very, very sick, and she needed prayer right there in the bank. People everywhere are dealing with real struggles, facing real trials. We commonly refer to these trials and struggles and tragedies as the storms of life. And many times these trials catch us off guard and even leave us feeling overwhelmed. At times these life storms feel like they'll never end. As a minister who is blessed to travel, I've been asked many times, how long will this storm last? When will it get better? When will it get easier? And the truth is, I don't know. I don't know how long your storm will last, but I can give you hope. Regardless of your storm, you can survive it. There is life after your storm. That's what I want you to get into your spirit through this episode. You were not created to die in the storm. You were created to survive it, grow through it, and get the understanding that there's life beyond it. And thankfully, the Bible is full of stories where men and women encountered painful circumstances they never imagined would happen. I mean, take for example, Noah. In Noah's day, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination and his thoughts of his heart were continually upon evil things and it grieved God's heart. 
And the Lord said, I will destroy man that I have created from the face of the earth and both man and beast and every creeping thing and the fowls of the air. He repented that he even made them. And God saw that people of the earth were corrupt and God decided to destroy the earth by a flood. But he looked and found Noah and the Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord and God instructed Noah to build an ark for his family and for a number of animals. Genesis chapter number 7, verse 17 through 24, it gives the account of the flood. And when it gives the account, let's just look at a few words. It says in verse 17, the flood was 40 days upon the earth and the waters increased. Then verse 18 said the waters prevailed and then it increased greatly upon the earth. Verse 19 said the waters prevailed exceedingly. Are you catching a theme here? There is this progression of the flood. There is this progression of the storm. It's getting worse. The waters increased. The waters prevailed. The waters increased greatly. The waters prevailed exceedingly. This progression of storm that is happening to Noah It's so symbolic of how storms can feel in our own lives. So many times it feels like I pray, but it seems to get worse. I seek God, but it feels like it's getting worse. I think surely the worst is over, but then another tidal wave of emotion or something happens that seems to take us off course, and we feel that worry begin to rise up inside of us, things just seem to get worse. Have you ever felt like that in your life? You felt something happening. You felt that storm of life, that unexpected thing that began to shake you, those difficult times, those lonely nights, the tears that flowed down your face, and you prayed, and you thought, okay, God, we're going to get out of this, but then it seems like it's worse and worse, and worse. Have you ever felt that way? I know I've certainly felt that way, and I've asked the questions myself, how much longer is this storm going to last? How much worse is this going to get? But I want to show you something that I saw in this story about Noah. One day I was studying, and I read through this text in Genesis chapter 9, verses 28 and 29, and when I read through it, I just felt the Holy Ghost kind of prompt my heart that I needed to go back and read it again, and I read it again, and I must have been missing something, but then I felt the Lord prompt me again, go back and read that again, and after multiple times of this, I'm getting the idea, okay, God, I'm missing something in this text Show me what you're saying. Genesis 9 verse 28 says this, And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. Verse 29 said, And all the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. The very first part of Genesis 9 verse 28 said, And Noah lived. The last part of verse 29 said, and he died. But in the middle of that was something that I had never seen. And the Holy Ghost was prompting me, you've got to get this. And Noah lived after, after the flood. 
350 years Noah lived after the flood. Noah lived after the waters increased. Noah lived after the waters prevailed. Noah lived after the waters increased greatly. Noah lived after the waters prevailed exceedingly. Noah lived after the flood. The waters that prevailed upon the earth did not prevail against Noah because he was in the will of God and obeyed what God had told him to do. That is the word that God is wanting to speak into your heart. God is saying, this storm that you are going through, it's not going to kill you. This situation you are facing It's not going to destroy you. It's time to let your faith be encouraged. Even though the storm feels like it's increasing, and even though it feels like the waters are prevailing, even though it feels like your emotions or the difficulty that you're going through, those family situations, that job situation, all of the things that you're facing right now, whatever they are in your life, they are very personal things that you're going through, that storm of life that you're facing. You need to understand it is not the will of God for you to perish, but it's the will of God for you to come through this storm even better than you were when you went in it. You need to get that. There's times the depression, the fear, and the anxiety may feel like they're increasing, and they may feel like they're prevailing, and they may feel like that they're getting exceedingly great But I want you to know, as the word of the Lord declared, Noah lived after the flood, you are going to live after your storm. There is life after the storm. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know how difficult it's going to get, but I know it's not going to kill me. I'm going to live after this storm. Aren't you thankful to know that? You're going to live. You're going to survive. That storm is not going to kill you. You're going to make it. The Bible gives us another great example of the life of Job. A tragic storm that when you begin to read the first chapter, you have to wonder, is Job going to survive this storm? The storm that Job faced We would not wish that on anyone, but yet the Bible gives us this example for a reason. The Bible says that there came a day that a messenger came into Job and said the oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them and the Sabans came and take them away and slayed the servants and only the one that came to tell him had survived. Then while he was speaking, there came also another servant and said, fire fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants, and I alone am escaped to tell you. And while that servant was speaking, there came another servant and said, the Chaldeans came and carried the camels away. Yea, they slain the servants, and I am the only one that escaped to tell you. And those things are tragic. Losing the oxen and losing the donkeys and losing the sheep and losing the camels and certainly losing the servants. The storm increased for Job. While he was yet speaking, 
There came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating at their eldest brother's house. And there came a great wind and destroyed the house, and it fell on your children. And they are all dead, and I am the only one that escaped to tell you. In that tragic moment, Job lost things that were irreplaceable, buried seven sons and three daughters. And in that moment, Job, facing the greatest storm of his life, Job rent his mantle, shaved his head, and fell to the ground where his worship was mingled with mourning. And the Bible tells us that there came a day the Lord turned the captivity of Job. In Job chapter 42, verse 16, says something incredible. It says, after this lived Job 140 years. And verse 17 said, so Job died being old and full of days. Did you catch that? Verse 16 of Job chapter 42, incredible. After this lived Job. After what? After the greatest storm that any human could endure, Job lived. Did Job have sorrow? Yes. Did Job mix his mourning with worship? Absolutely. Did Job have questions? Most certainly. The Bible is clear about all of that. But the Bible says, after this lived Job. Job 42 and 12, so the Lord blessed Job that the latter end of his life was even greater than the beginning of his life. Noah lived after his storm. Job lived after his storm. There is life after your storm as well. There's life after hurt. There's life after letdown. There's life after abuse. There's life after divorce. There's life after breakdown. There's life after despair. There's life after moral failure. There's life after the loss of a loved one. Whatever your storm is, there is life after that. The word of the Lord is teaching us through these powerful examples of Noah and Job that there is life after the storm. Don't give up, listener. No wonder Isaiah 59 and verse 19 said, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. When you're going through the storm, you can trust that God will work on your behalf. And there's a few things that I've learned while in the storm. The first thing that I've learned is this. You are not alone. Matthew chapter 4, verses 36 through 37. And when they had sent the multitude away, they took him as he was in the ship. Notice this. And there were also with him other little ships, and there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Did you catch that? 
when the disciples went into the ship and went out onto the sea and the storm arose, the Bible said in Mark 4 and verse 36, and there were also with him other little ships. In the storm, you are not alone. That is the first thing that I've learned when I was in the storm. You're not alone. You're not going through this by yourself. You have those that are praying for you. You have those that love you. You have your church leadership. You have your brothers and sisters in the faith. You have your family. You have the Lord with you. You are not alone. The second thing that I learned while in the storm is they don't last forever. That old saying, this too shall pass. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Paul is saying these storms, they are but for a moment. And they are working far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. There's a purpose behind it. Paul is confirming our storms will not last forever. The third thing I learned in the storm is they do not have to become your identity. What you are going through is not who you are. It is creating you to be something even greater. It's creating you in the image of what God has called you to be. So the storm is not your identity. The failure is not your identity. The divorce is not your identity. The mistake, not your identity. The past addiction, not your identity. Your identity is the redemptive power of God. Victory is your identity, not your failures. The fourth thing that I've learned in the storm is God transforms storms into testimonies. He will take your life and make a testimony out of it. Just like the lady at the well, she's had five husbands and the man that she's living with then is not even her husband. But when he begins to speak to her about drink of this water and you'll never thirst again. She went from being broken and embarrassed, having to draw water at a time when the other ladies were not there, to going and telling about Jesus who changed her life. God transformed her storm into a testimony. And that's what God will do for you. He will transform your storm into a testimony. And there'll come a time that you'll be able to stand up and say, look what the Lord has done. He brought me out. He made a way. And the fifth thing that I've learned during the storm is even storms work in our favor. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, Paul said, And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, I want you to notice this. How does the storm really work in my favor? Well, 
I'm glad you asked. Here is a biblical example of such. Exodus 14, verse 21, the children of Israel are standing facing the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army is behind them, and Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind that blew all night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. Now notice the word strong wind is used here. That reference means a fierce rough wind or a storm. We get the same wording in 1 Kings 19 and verse 11 where it says a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks. A strong wind that is fierce and rough enough to break rocks and pull down mountains. That is a storm. A strong storm blew all night long, and it would have been easy to think this wind is just another degree of difficulty. We've got the Red Sea in front, Pharaoh behind, and this wind is blowing. The storm is blowing. The storm was working in their favor. What could have been perceived as just another obstacle of life was really God making a way for them. And that is what the storm will teach you, that even storms work in your favor. Storms of life are inevitable. The fact that you are a Christian does not exempt you from storms. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. God did not say, If you pass through the waters, I would be with you. He said, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. God knows that there will be storms in life. But God has given us his promise. The storm will not win and that he will bring victory to our lives. And no matter what you're going through, no matter what storm you're facing, Your testimony will be added to the list of those that proved God's word true. There is life after the storm. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray that your faith fail not. Lord, I'm asking you right now to reach and touch every listener. God, I know that they are facing storms even right now. God, I pray that you would bring encouragement to them, remind them that they will also survive this. God, I pray that they would not give up. They would not turn back, but they would turn toward you and say, Lord, as long as you are with me, I'm going to live through this and I'm going to have a life after this. And as always, thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, let's 
keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 